Hey, welcome everybody to GMB Fitness Show. This is Jarlo. Real happy to have my friend Josh Hillis on. Hey, Josh. How's it going? So just like in everybody today, we met on the internets around a few years ago, and then we finally got together to see each other in real life at Habitry, the Habitry Conference. uh, Was it last June? I think so. Yeah, yeah. over in Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Which was, man, it was great, you know, meeting Steve-O and everybody else, and I really like what you guys are doing over at Habitry. Love it. So Josh is really interesting. He has a varied background, but most known for uh, this kind of habit-based, you know, the world of habit-based lifestyle changing, right, both in nutrition and workouts. You're a personal, you have that personal training background, uh, and you have this great book, Fat Loss Happens on Monday. With the great Dan John, which is amazing. Yeah. Awesome to be able to do that. And it's just a great, really straightforward book. And uh, I'd recommend that to everybody. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to in the past year or so. Uh, past year, um, biggest thing has like a lot. (laughs) So, um, a lot more writing, a lot more speaking. Um, yeah, just like a lot more writing, which has been super fun. Because every time, um, every time I write, I feel like I get to nail down um, what I like. I get to clarify what I do a little bit better, and um, like kind of research. Like if I'm going to write it, I got to make sure like that's what I really do, and like that's what's worked with clients, and go back and check. And so yeah. that's super fun. That's the thing with writing, right? It's not a one-time thing. It's like you write something and you're done, right? You know, for some people that's it, but then not not no. The best writing, the best clear clarity and insightful stuff has been worked on again and again and then you can look back at what you wrote and you're like oh i can make this better i can do this a little better so uh what i want to talk about because you're really well known in this you know this habit world you know the concept of engineering your lifestyle to create habits you know that if you have a certain goal you know can, what can you do each day or and not make yourself do right so that's the that's the opposite of what we want you don't want to feel like you're making a conscious decision almost every minute of the day right like right everything that goes in your mouth right or every every exercise you do right you want to make it as and this is my interpretation you want to make it almost as unconscious as possible once you've made that decision right you've set your goal you want to realign everything so that they make it easier to do right would, would yeah. you say that's that's absolutely the goal and that's um and that's where people get to after a while. Some of the harder, so, like some of the habits, are a lot harder for people than others, and it might take a little bit of force for a little while. But we are still trying to set it up in such a way that it's a game that they can win. Like, like, like I say that it takes a little bit of force because it does take a little bit. It does take a little bit of work, and it is like we are trying on new things. Right. But um, people, it was easy to be done already, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. But, um, yeah, people take on way too much, make it way too hard. And so we are trying to take on like winnable games over and over again, get like some meaningful practice such that they get to like kind of integrate into their lives. And then on the other side, it actually becomes like fairly, fairly habitual, like fairly automatic. Do you know, do you, have you seen, like you've been doing this a long time now, have you seen if there's a, a certain timeline for that? Is there like, oh, in three weeks, you know, that thing like, oh, it takes three weeks to do a habit and all that. Do you think, do you see that at all? Or is that so, just. So the standard, standard line is if you look at the research 
Uh, creating a habit takes between eight and 320 days. Well, that's <laughs> wow. What a range, right? <laughs> so <laughs> basically useless. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. So, um, again, it's like, like everyone's got like a different life and they're coming from different things. And they're like had different parents and different habits to grow up with and stuff like that. And so some people like they'll take on like a, like a meals, not snacks habit and it'll be game changing, but it won't take any effort at all. They'll be like, oh, it's super easy and it totally works. And that really helps. And for other people, we'll have to deal with every single thing about like, oh, wow, so you're snacking in the afternoon because snacking is the only time you ever give yourself a break at work. And you're snacking at night because you're bored watching TV and you're saying, you know, and so for different people, different things will come up or not come up. And that's cool, right? Like, I actually want it to drive up stuff and for us to get to like get strategic about the stuff right. that comes up. Right. You know, this individual difference thing, the ability to to kind of look at someone critically, their whole, you know, their whole life you need to be looking at. Right. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit how you came into this and like how it differed from your experiences you've had in your, in your clients with the past? Most of like most of what I do now, I got. And I know we're going to talk about later. I got from like door to door sales and from this personal growth, like from these other coaching experiences I had. But when I came into training, it wasn't immediately obvious. When I came into personal training, it wasn't immediately obvious to apply those things. It felt like totally different worlds. And so I started with the like I started at Twenty Four Fitness. We gave people meal plans. We had this kind of like diet based perspective and. Um, this is like the smartest thing I got there was, um, they, they told us to have people keep food journals and that was a good place to start. And like for awareness, like I started with meal plans. I started like where everyone else starts here. Here's your meal plan. Eat this, or here's your calorie recommendation. And, um, what happened was it would, some people would already have the skills to apply that. And, you know, like they'd already be good at meal planning and cooking and shopping and they could take that and run with it for a little while and other people wouldn't have the skills and it would just be like, they would crash and burn within weeks. So, um, either way though, it was kind of a box. So like I'd have clients that would take this meal plan and do great with it for like six months. But then they wouldn't have any place to go. They wouldn't, you know, like they'd get busy at work or their kids would have a project or like stuff always comes up and they couldn't make that meal plan work. And there was no way to modify it. Like there was no, it was all black and white. And so, um, so sometimes it worked a lot. Sometimes it didn't work at all. Either way, it didn't work forever. And, and I kept having this experience where, the clients that had been with me the longest were having the hardest time. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is crazy. Right. That's like, the opposite of what you hope, the, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and, and there was a lot wrapped into that, right? Like, like I'd come from this perspective of let's, let's diet people as hard as possible and let's work them out as hard as possible. And um, both would like, even if they'd work in the short term, they'd come to a crashing halt and it would, everything would get so much harder. And I, and so that's kind of what I was looking at. I had, um, a couple of my favorite, like favorite hardest working, most diligent clients that were just like grinding on, on their, their workouts and diets. And I was like this, like there has to be a better way. So I, I started taking, um, a couple of health courses 
And I got kind of hooked on the idea of minimum effective dose. And I started playing with what would it be like to not just like slam my clients into the ground every workout. <laughs> it's like embarrassing to talk about. No, like, no. But I think we've all gone through that. Right? <laughs> yeah. With ourselves too. Right. right? Yeah. With ourselves. Totally. I started playing with that in terms of workouts. And also this idea of what would be smaller changes to make work, like food-wise. And um, I started to take a look at what it looked like to piece out, hey, like, like these are skills. Like these are like eating slower is a skill and people need to get in reps. And if they've never done it before, they need to get in a lot of reps. And, and, um, and, uh, and that's kind of that's kind of where I started looking back at like, how could I coach this better? And like, Hey, wait, I'd done these other things where I'd actually been taught to coach in a certain way. And maybe I should apply those things. And we didn't, we didn't say it like, we, like we never said it like habits-based coaching. And even still, that's kind of just like the best term we've got for it right now. But like in door to door sales there, so there, there's two schools of door to door sales. <laughs> Let me be totally clear. There's the, the super hard closing door-to-door sales world, and I was never a part of that. And I probably just my personality doesn't fit with that, so I just never ended up there. And then there's like literally like the full-on habits-based world of door-to-door sales, where really it's like how many people can you see in a day? Um, and then like the habits, like put it in their hand and like and smile and go through the sales talk and like, you know, like, like there, like there's literally just like do the things a lot and you make the sales. Right. It, it so was you're all like, you had this, this plan to turn yourself into a salesman. And then that plan had to turn everything into a sale, but not in a way that was just like, you know, douchey. Right. It was just like, like you said, you're like, oh, shake their hand, look them in the eye, you know, that kind of stuff. It was right? super, su- I mean, like super, <laughs> super basic stuff. And, um, and we were just, we were, you know, we were like in, in the world of the, the first company I worked for, we were trying to talk to 300 people a day and make 70 sales, which 300 people in a day is a lot. That's a lot. Um, and then I worked for other companies that were like 100 people a day trying to make 10 to 20 sales. And the last company was, was you were bouncing off uh, about 100 people a day, but you're actually like having like meaningful conversations with about 30, maybe you sat down with 10 and maybe you sold two. So like, like, like all of those, it really was just like, how can you repeat these steps a lot? <laughs> right. That was the whole deal. How can you have like 90 to, 230 people a day tell you to F off right? right. and be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but like, just, just like trusting the process and like doing the stuff and just doing the stuff and doing the stuff and doing the stuff. And, um, and so like coaching people through that is kind of like coaching people through fat loss, you know, cause we're basically just like, if you're, if you're talking to that many people, you're going to make the sales most of the time. Like you just are. So the game is how do you keep talking to those that many people when, you know, when it does get, get to you and stuff like that. And, you know, people would cry and people, you know, all those things, but it's still in the game of like, like what's one little thing you could do better next week? You know, like what's the, what's the habit that was missing that had it not work and how can we add that back in strategically? Mm-hmm. And that, that was, that was the whole jam. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. Cause we're, you know, we're in Oakland and then, you started talking about, you know, one, 
one thing in particular, like you were, I think you were sales in, in, uh, was it like in Compton or something? You were selling yeah. like alarm clocks and stuff. And then I'm like, how does this relate? And I'm like, oh, that makes sense now, right? And like how this is, it seems so disparate. Like sales, sales versus, you know, training someone versus, you know, coaching them on their diet. But I like what you said. It's, it's skill building. It's recognizing what are the component skills that a person needs to, to say like to uh, get them to eat better. There's component skills, and you need reps. You know, every, every, everyone knows that. You need to be, time to practice, and you need to, to build that practice, and you need to build it in a way that you can sustain it. Because it's no good to do it for two weeks, especially when it comes to something like weight, right, and exercise. You're not going to, you know, two weeks is, is no, it's nothing, it's not right? Like, yeah. you, you, need, you need months, and you need yeah. to be able to do it so that those months aren't killing you, right? So I was like, ah, oh, man, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Which it's like it's funny as you're saying that my my next my thoughts like it's like it's like getting my first Ben arm stand. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah, right. Oh, I love that. So for uh, for uh, other listeners here, we have you, you probably know about our Alpha Posse, our GMB Alpha Posse, which is our membership community, and and Josh has been you know, you've been with us for a few years now. It's great, and and you and I remember that. I remember that Ben arm stand. You were working so hard on that. For a really long right. time. You're working a really long time, and then you got it, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. tell us, tell us about that. Uh, so, so I mean, I've been a kettlebell instructor for like 13 years, mm-hmm. and I just got kind of was looking for something fun again. Yeah, yeah. And so I started doing R1 and loved it, and I was like, and all like I was like, ooh, better arm stand. Like <laughs> I could get a better arm stand. And, but but even from like day one, from like day one of R1, I was like. This stuff is way harder than it looks. Right. And you're looking at the names and it says assisted this. And right? you're like, oh, I could skip that. Right? I could skip that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Every time I thought I could skip something or improve on the process was a disaster. <laughs> um, which is like another thing, like just like following the program. But, um, but like the Ben Arm stand especially was like, like it was really cool. I was like, this, this looks really cool. And I really wanted it. And it, it like mattered to me. And so it was like, there were times where it was really frustrating that it was hard, you know? And it was really hard to get into that mode of like, okay, my job is to go there and do the practice. Like that's like, like that's it, you know? And, um, and when I do that, it would go well. There'd still be some days where I'd be like, oh, I want it faster. Or maybe if I added this, it would go faster. Or maybe, And, you know, like ultimately finally getting to like that, like it just takes a while. And like, that's just the process. And if I just do the things, you know, and then everyone's, and then like one day, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like I'm doing my jump bent arm stands or whatever. And all of a sudden I get like a tuck bent arm stand for like three seconds. And I'm like, whoa, it's possible. And then, like, I can't replicate it for, like, two weeks. And then, like, and then all of a sudden, like, like, like I'm getting it every time. And I'm like, oh, what if, you know? And, um, and I think in a lot of ways, um, fat loss is like that, too. Like, like I, I feel like it's all the same thing where it's just getting the reps and, like, um, and, like, a little bit of reflection, you know? Actually, there was a, for my better arm stand, the absolute best thing that ever happened was there was one of the, um, Alpha Posse uh, recap talks where Ryan's just like, just focus on making one thing better every session. And when I wasn't trying to make like a perfect better arm stand every day, I was like, oh, you know, what if I just try and 
press up just a, like, like what if I was trying to get my shoulders a little bit higher this week or these two weeks? And then what if I just try and hold it a little bit longer? And then what if while I'm holding a little bit longer, I don't worry about getting my shoulders up. And then what if I come back to that? And what if I try and like breathe while I'm, you know, like it's, it's probably obvious to you. And like, like you'd think like me being a trainer, like it, it would be like, I'd know that. Well, it's also how, it's also how you coach your diet clients, right? You're not telling them to do everything at once. So that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's for us. And especially if we have this, this really, we have this background already, right? We've been, we're trainers, we train people, we've trained ourselves, but sometimes we miss that within ourselves, Right. Right. And so what you just said, I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you probably know that already. Right. No. <laughs> but then to apply it, it's, it's hard. You know, we make these real little revelations every time. So that's another thing of, of why I like practicing and all that, too, because if you if you do it mindfully, if you do it in a way where you're thinking about it critically, then you're going to get these 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 kind of epiphanies almost every time. Almost it, it, people sometimes tell me, oh, working out is boring, you know, it, you know I, I just don't feel into it because I, I do it. And, but it, it really shouldn't be like that. You can make every workout different even if it's the same sets and reps and exercises, right? Yeah. Right. One thing we talk about a lot, I talk about it even more than I used to, is eating mindfully, right? Like, like, like be there. And I think it's the same thing in your workouts. Like, so, so okay, so you, you talk about like eating slower, Right. You have someone that's used to eating five minute meals and you, and you slowly work them up to like seven, 10, 12, 15, you know, they start saying like, A, like, they're like, food's really good. Like they kind of <laughs> missed it. <laughs> right? um, and like, and so like from a fat loss perspective, it works because they actually notice themselves getting full and eat less and things like that. But they all tell me that they enjoy their food so much more when they're just like being there. And like actually eating it, you know, and um, they tell me that even when they're eating like treat meals or off plan meals or whatever you want to call them, I still don't have a great name for that. But even when they're like eating out on like a date night or whatever with their spouse, they enjoy that more because they're actually, you know, and I, I think that's the same thing with working out. Like I, I used to train in a big box gym forever. And like, you see the people that are like literally trying to be as distracted as possible while they're working out. And I'm like, I'm like, you're, you're missing the good part. I'm like, savor it. Like, 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 you know, how do you, uh, do you have any particular cues for encouraging that or, or what would you say would be a good way to do, to approach that for somebody with, with workouts? Yeah. With workouts or with anything, like how can you, uh, you know, encourage, someone to to think about it as not a chore that they have to do but something that you know they want to try to at least enjoy it's going to be hard work i mean anything any change any anything that you want to to improve with yourself you you can't get away from it it's going to be hard work it's going to work but you don't got to make it you got so dreary that you just dread it every time yeah right i so i I think that's like context for okay have, have you ever heard of the iyca the International Youth Coaching Association. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. They're they're all about dual goal coaching. So like like the first goal is or or the equal goals are like um, winning and becoming a better person, essentially. Like 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 personal growth, like like growing sportsmanship, like uh, integrity, all all those kinds of things. And their whole concept is that most youth sports winning is like the only thing, the only game they're playing, right? And so they try and at least at least have these two. 
And um, when I first saw that, I thought about the last door-to-door sales company I worked with. The last door-to-door sales company I worked with, the goal was actually like personal growth. The goal was to like set yourself up for a better career later on in life. Like it wasn't like an end. And um, and so and door-to-door sales was the game we were playing to like become a better person. And I remember um, thinking about like uh, uh, Matt Thornton used to write about that with uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that like the point isn't like the point is to become better, you know. And so like I think if you had this sort of like context where you're looking at like what your values are and like who you want to be and if doing the workout like expresses your values and it's like your best version of yourself then the workout's really just a game to play in terms of like expressing yourself nice right i like that a lot i mean i I like what you said like the context of it because if you have and i've i've talked about this a little bit in terms of like this kind of internal versus external motivation right and it's hard because it's it's easy you 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 have this thing in your head like oh i want a six pack or I, or i want you know i want to look like this person and that's that's normal and that's just to be expected and of course because how are you even going to start something you don't start something with like this idea of like self actualization i mean most people aren't like you know this introspective with with something immediately right but then at a certain point you got to think is that re- what i really want right this is that six pack and it's not going to make you happier is it right i don't think so you know is is getting like that a 30 inch waist for you know is that going to make you happier maybe if you start thinking about it towards your values, it's going to make me healthier so that I can do certain things you know, either, you know, with your family, your loved ones, all that stuff makes it better for that, right? Or, or makes it better. So, so all these things, and I love that, that context and, you know, making yourself a better person for, for yourself, you know, versus comparing yourself to, to someone else, which is always, a, always a, a bad end game. You know, it never, it never ends well. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, it, it, it makes that, you know, how do you make it enjoyable where well, you have to relate it to yourself and, and you, you make it towards, uh, towards your own personal values. That, I think that's awesome. It's hard, though, I think, um, to do that right away because then you need to figure that out. Like, it's hard. It's hard to figure out so, sometimes, like, oh, what do, I re- what do I really mean when I say this? Like, how does that relate to myself and, and to my integrity and my values? Um, that's a lot of hard thinking at like nine in the morning when you just want to eat like your sausage egg McMuffin and go, go to work. Right. That's a lot of hard thinking, but I think we need to do it sometimes. Yeah. Right. So there, so man, okay. There's so much in what you just said. Like, like what you said was like everything. Um, and this, this is super cool for us to get to dig into. Um, Number one, like, I don't do that kind of hard thinking with my clients on the first session. Right. You, have, you, can't, you can't do that, right? <laughs> um, and Here, I, and write, I, this, I write this 35-page philosophy right. thing before we start working out because this, this is what you need to do, right? <laughs> totally. It's okay to just start, like, right? you're like I want to eat a little slower. <laughs> like, um, but, uh, but, like, it's cool – to reflect on that a little bit over time. And I think it, um, and, and then, and then, Oh, the the other thing that I really wanted to get into was, um, what we know from self-determination theory, people have different motivations at different times and even multiple motivations at different times. You can come into the gym on Monday because you want a six pack 
and come into the gym on Wednesday because you had a tough day at work and you want to de-stress and come into the gym on Friday because it's like your best version of yourself. That's super important, right? Yeah. And we don't, we don't think we're kind of locked into a certain thing every, every day. Oh, right. man, that's another thing we talk about forever too. That's right. super important. So, um, and, and if, if anyone's really wants to nerd out on that, um, it's called organismic integration theory. And there's, there's like five levels from like the most external kind of motivation to like intrinsic motivation where you're doing it just because you love the process, you know? Um, and the other thing that's cool about that is that, is that there are levels. There are like, I'm doing this to avoid punishment or get pleasure. There's, I'm doing this because, um, my ego is contingent upon me producing this kind of result. There's, I identify with the goal. Like I, like I really personally identify with the goal and then there's, um, I really personally identify with the values of doing this. And then there's, I just love the process. And so it's okay if you like have all those <laughs> at different times or even in, during the same workout or what, what, what was the name of that again? Um, organismic integration theory. Organism. It's a subset of self-determination theory. And actually, if you go to the Wikipedia page for self-determination theory, it outlines the whole thing and like, like that much. It's great. It's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I like that. I'm a nerd for that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it, it's cool to play with those different, like to just kind of pay attention. Like where am I? It, it, it's so, and here's another thing that like 90% of what we do is just reflecting on what's going on, you know? And so a client might, or, or someone listening might pay attention to like, Hey, where, like, what would it look like? at these different levels, like what are my values or do I identify with this goal or am I doing this to avoid punishment or what parts of this do I really enjoy? You know, and, and I might have clients that like say they hate working out, but they're like, you know what? I kind of like swings. I don't know why. Like, okay, the cool. portion, the portion of work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, huh. or, or even if it's just like, I like the way I feel when I'm done or whatever that there are processes that people intrinsically like, and there's processes, that, all the rest. all right. the levels. And it, it's along the journey. Those change too, right? It's not totally. just week per week. Uh, I was talking to this a little bit with Duff, Duff McDuffie a couple of weeks ago and um, how different things can change once you get started, right? You can make this detailed plan, right? You can do all the research and you're like, Oh, this is perfect. Right. And then you get started and then something happens, right? Invariably you're like, Oh, so it, sometimes it's best to have this broad outline, right? You have this broad outline. It's like it's a good program. You know it. And then you got to get started sometime because, and you have to have it in your head that when I get started, it's probably not going to unfold like perfectly. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. So that's <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about is like when you're all your detailed plans just hit the shit and you die. What, <laughs> like then what? What do you do from there, right? So, uh, man, I'm so glad you said that because. <laughs> um, you know, like, I think uh, most people have this assumption that if they had the perfect plan, that it would all go really well. And, um, like, having done this for a while, it never goes according to plan. Like, like n- never. <laughs> so, like, like the it's cool to have a plan. I, I, th- I think it's ideal to have a plan. Um, I, I think it, it can really be problematic if you, if you feel like it has to go like that, or if you get really attached to the plan or if, you know, the, the game really is seeing what goes wrong 
And then like getting coaching about that or like reflecting about that or, or whatever. But like, that's where the game begins. The, right. the game exactly. begins when, when the, when the plan, <laughs> when the plan hits the wall. Right. So, um, right. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> right. Mike Tyson. <laughs> perfect. Right. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. I mean, and, and we see that with, I've seen that with patients and clients too. It's like some, some of them come in with this, this idea, right. And they ask me, well, how long, right? You know, that's the thing, right? How long? Oh, man, that question is so hard to answer. It's two words. It's a two-word question. <laughs> and it takes like, you know, 15 minutes of our 45-minute session to answer, <laughs> right? But, and, and again, it's perfectly reasonable. I mean, you, you want, when you start something, you, you want to know, you want to know, well, am I going to do this forever? You know, how, what, what am I going to see in two weeks? What am I going to see in two months? And you said something, uh, and I forget. I'm going to paraphrase it, but you said something like, you know, people uh, overestimate what they can get done in like a month or two and then underestimate what they can get done in a year. Yeah. Right? I love that because there's so much truth to that. And and that was me paraphrasing someone else talking about something else. I I just applied it to fitness. But it's it's probably everything. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. To me, like people can be like on a completely different planet a, a year later. You know, I mean, um, my long-term clients, the, the things that they struggle with is so trivial and minuscule compared to like what was going on a year ago. They're like, Oh, I had this terrible, I had this terrible meal. I wanted to eat that, but I ate that because my friends did that. Or, and I'm like, last year, if that would have happened, you would have eaten cookies for the next five days straight because yeah. you blew the week. Nice. You, had, yeah. you had one one meal that what was exactly what you thought of. You're fine. That's fine. You're, you're winning. <laughs> no, that's awesome, and and it, so that's why it's helpful to have like a coach or even a friend to let you know that because it's really hard to step outside of ourselves, right? It's like uh, what's that whole thing? You don't want to weigh yourself every day, and you you don't want to kind of observe yourself in the mirror and nitpick every day, right? You can't do that. You just can't. No. No, we're, I mean, we're not objective. We're not objective at all with ourselves. It's, it's one of those things where like, we're so, um, you, you mentioned comparisons earlier, you know, it's like with fat loss, it's always people are like, Oh, you know, if my stomach looked like her and then she's like, Oh, if my arms look like her. And then she's like, if, if my legs look like her, like everyone's comparing what they feel like is their worst stuff to someone else's best stuff. It's just like, you know, if I'm working on bent arm stands, I'm going to go look at all the cool bent arm stand videos on YouTube and be like, oh man, and, and not ever think about like, there might be things I'm good or what, whatever. But I mean, it's, um, like you said, it's a game where we always lose. Yeah. We're so we're, we're not objective. It's, it's a little bit easier. Like if you have a coach and a trainer and one that you meet with, right. It's Cause you still do a lot of in-person client stuff too. Right. And, and you know, you can like with Non, even non-verbally, when when someone wa- when a client walks into the room, you can almost you know you've been working with them a while. You can almost tell, okay, I, I'm gonna have to do something a little bit different today. So how do you deal with that with like over the, online? And I've done only a few things online just because the stuff I do is, is you know, I do a lot of hands-on work and I do whatever. But I answer a lot of emails and you know especially with all the articles and 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 program questions. And over time, I'm like, I thought it was super hard in the beginning. Because I'd, I'd end up writing like five paragraphs, right, to answer one question. And then as I got more practice, right, again, more reps, and I started figuring out, 
oh, okay, and then it got and it got better. It didn't get, I won't say easier because it's still hard, but then you, you, you got a little bit better. What what are your strategies and what have you seen, you know, once you started doing the online thing with people? So, man, that's, that's such a great question. That's such a, such a great question. And it's, um, my, my, my background is one-on-one, right? And I've got a lot of that to draw from. And so a lot of it, I'm kind of like trying to fill in the gaps in, in, in what I'm reading. And it's actually really similar to like, like one-on-one versus, um, like semi-private training. If I've got people in my group that I'm having contact with, like, uh, like maybe multiple times per week, then um, I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. And like a lot of it is me asking one one question. I want to give them enough information, but I don't want to overwhelm them. And it's it's one of those things where like it like in a way it, it works really well to kind of like stretch it out. Like, oh, my thoughts are da-da-da-da-da. What do you think about doing this or this? Or what do you think about going from here? Like, like that. Um, when I was doing one-on-one coaching by email and I talked to people once a week, it was a little bit longer because it's, it's kind of like doing one-on-one. Like maybe I see them once a week and we have to get everything kind of handled. Um, but both of those, it's again coming back to this thing where I try and stay out of, okay, so th- things I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about they need, they need a little bit of education, but probably not as much as I think, right? They need some options. They need some specific positive feedback. And then they need like one question, right? And so they're going to get the most value out of a question versus information. So if they're like, I'm dealing with this and it's, um, I, uh, I, I like newish client and they're like, I, I just don't know how to get dinner together. I, I might say like, Oh wow. So, um, so dinner's hard cause you're not on the same schedule and you might have to prep things ahead of time. You're probably running hungry and like all that stuff like that. I, I could go simple. I could go like, well, what's something you've planned for dinner in the past that worked? Or I could say, well, there's two things people are looking at. Like sometimes people might need a snack in the afternoon or sometimes maybe they just need to have prepped dinner ahead of time. Do either the, which of those sounds like it might be more what, what you're looking for. But, um, but when I can ask them that question and get them to engage with it, A, I don't need as much information, right? Um, and I don't have to guess as much because they can fill in the gaps in their life. They're like, oh man, for sure it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, snack or, oh man, for sure it's the prepping dinner. Or sometimes they'll be like, neither of those, but you know what I just got was that I need to do this. That's, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. They're always going to know more than you about themselves, right? Yeah. Right. You just got to facilitate exactly. them kind of figuring out that they already know it. Right. But you got to, you, you, and that's the, that's what good coaching is. You're bringing it, bringing what they already know kind of to the forefront. Because sometimes it's hard. It's like we were saying about with being objective by ourselves. We just don't know, right? It's super hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, that makes a lot of sense, and that's kind of jives with what's happening with me too. You know, rather than like exactly what you said, like before, I would think, oh, I need to give all this information. Like I need to. They need to know everything about their knee, right? right. They need to. Right? <laughs> and, and then no, man. Because then after. First of all, you're not teaching a class or, you know, you're not given, you're not given a lecture. And then, yeah, you get, you bring it back to them. They, within themselves, they know what, what, what needs to be done. And you just need to help bring that to the forefront. 
I want to talk a little bit about Fat Loss Happens on, on Monday, your book. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, who yeah. would, like, I, I love it. It has a lot of these ideas we're talking about, you know, the habits and then the plans. And, and, and I like it because it's, it's not like the plan, right? It's not like breakfast day one, right? And then you hear two pieces of toast and butter, right? You know, that's never, oh, man. You, you look at you. You've seen those. You can look at those, and you're going to cringe because, like, all right, how long is the person going to follow this thing? Right, <laughs> totally. Right? So, who would you say? You know, it's been out. How long has it been out now? A year uh, and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Already. Man, I remember when that first came out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so now you've gotten some different feedback, you know, and you, you know, you've gone through it, and you've had people get it. Who would you say now would be? who who is the ideal person to buy this like what kind of situation and and which who would this book help the most the the person that's probably done a couple like diets before um well the answer is everyone right everyone the answer is everyone should buy this book (laughs) no but like oh i mean yeah So, so that's that's kind of broad but i mean like like typically it's people that have done some diets before and they like, they like had some success and then couldn't maintain it. And then like they tried a different diet and had some success, but couldn't maintain it. And they're like, I don't get why this one worked. And then why this totally different one worked. Like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make this fit into my life. They're, They're usually not asking. I don't know how to make this fit into my life. They're usually asking like, I don't know why I keep failing. When, when really what they need is, is like, how do you start practicing these skills in a meaningful way? So someone that's really interested in like, like losing weight in a way that sticks, like not having it go up and down for the rest of their life. And, um, and is, is, (laughs) is willing to like, like it actually takes like a little bit of courage and discipline to read this book and be like, I'm going to practice shopping and cooking and eating slower and like there aren't any magic you know there's like oh if i pull this out everything's gonna be wonderful you know like like someone's willing to say like okay you know what like we're talking about before this is a little bit of work and here's here's a realistic way to put it into my imperfect life um and I'm, i want to put in a couple months and and um and build these skills and then still have these skills a year two years five years ten years from now so like like the person that's like done trying to find like magic and mm-hmm. wants to just like do the work once and have it be done, right. that's that's what I'd say would would be the best fit. Well, it's it's definitely a long game book, right? Yeah. You know, to, to go back to Dan John, the you know who helped you on it. You know, he has his park bench and his bus bench workouts. So for anybody that's you know. If anybody doesn't know Dan John, you got to look him up because it's amazing. Every book he gets or everything he puts out, I read. And he has this concept of the park bench and the bus bench, right? And these are in terms of workouts. And uh, and what it is 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 basically you can follow something that's really hardcore and intense for only so long, right? And we and that you know and then the other one is you got you got to come back to to uh, a regimen that you know you can do, right? And you know you can do. You can just go and show up and you work it. And, that, and that's important. That's the long game. And, and the same thing with dieting. Maybe you could do a crash thing. Maybe uh, for for the you have like, uh, I don't know, you have like a contest at work. You know, the, these, the, yeah. these biggest yeah. loser contests at work. Totally. And maybe, you know, and it only lasts a certain amount of time. Then you could you could do this through a really intense, like, structured diet program, 
right? But man, you're not going to be able to do that for for the next two years or the rest of your life. So you got to You got to I like that. And so yeah, your your book is definitely a long game book, and I and I think that's awesome because there's people that want that, and there's people that they're like, oh no, I need this. You know, I need to do the hundred swings a day for right or whatever it is. But no, I like that a lot. I mean, and and that's the great thing about now. You know, in the last couple of years, especially, there's so many different options for people, right? The information is out there, and it could be an overload. But it also, if you if you look at it in the right way, what is your situation in the next couple of months? Who are you? And then maybe you you'll do this thing for a little bit, right? And we talk about that cycles. You know, maybe this cycle, and 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 it's not a constant. You know, periodization and all that stuff. All that all that basically means is you don't have to do the same thing all the time if you don't want to. Right. That's basically what it means. And and it's actually better that you don't. And you're not you're not gonna lose gain and you're not gonna do this. You, you know, we gotta think ahead. We gotta think all of this is, is the rest of our life. And I like that. That's what I love about your work and, and especially that fat last happening. It's just great. Love that. Thanks, dude. And it it's funny that you talk about that. Like that was like the the way you guys approach um, like cycles of training was so new to me and so amazing. Like the whole idea, like, like when, like when I started R1, I was like, I'm just going to do R1, like straight up. That's, I'm just, you know, um, at my smartest points, like I mentioned before, I had some points where I was like, I'm going to add this and it'll get better. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I just did the program and it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it was like, am I going to die if I don't have deadlifts? Right. You know, and it was fine. Yeah. You're fine, right? <laughs> you're totally fine. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! I loved it. I mean, I could, and this is great because uh, I remember when you were talking, you were giving little uh, uh, breakout speeches over at that conference we went to, and I said, "Ah, oh, I love Josh. It's great, man." Because we everything that you were talking about, you know, I've had that experience, and then there was other things where you're, you had little details like, "Oh, that makes so much sense," and it was coming from a different place, right? For me, it's like it's always been like physical therapy and working out, martial arts for like. The, like three quarters of my life right it's funny yeah. i was talking to different people and they're like oh yeah i like doing this and like i'm like oh wow i only like like two things <laughs> for the last 30 years i've been doing like two things right but and, and it, i love it when i can have meet someone who can bring in these other you know has this different background but they're saying almost they're i'm hearing the same things right and it's a, it's really validating so i'm like oh that Good. I'm glad that someone else is thinking that way. It makes me feel like, oh, I'm 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 on the right track here. I'm I'm actually doing good. So that's why I want, really all of us so looking forward to to talking to you about this. And we could do this for like another ninety minutes, but I think people will tune out. So okay. let's let's stop you here, and then we'll, maybe, I think let's let's. That would be awesome to have you come on again. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Right. Um, yeah. well, thanks so much. Okay, everybody. So we have the show page. We'll have some show links. And we'll do a little bit about that uh, organi- organismic. Or, yeah. yeah. Organismic and then, uh, of course, the links to Josh. And then he, he's doing more seminars, doing more speaking. I'd, I'd really encourage everyone, if he's in your area, to go see him. So hopefully you'll get a schedule set up and we can, you know, on your site and all that. Man, thanks cool. so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. This is this is fun. This is super great. Oh man, I'm glad you liked it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we got any questions? You can info at gmb.io and comments on the page and everything. Thanks so much, Josh. All right, everybody. Thank we'll you, talk dude. to you later. Bye. See for more great info, join us over at gmb.io. 
And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.